Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have the lovely Louisa in the car, all the way from the DRC. She's an expert in handling charities, let's say, and she's going to tell us more about what she does, how she got into it, and what motivates her. So nice to have you here today, Hello. Louisa. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, what, first of all, what kind of person were you when you were in school? kind of person I was in school I would say that I was very very academic I took to school very easily very much with like a bookworm usually got really good grades I was very shy so actually I, I found speaking in public really hard I'd probably say I didn't have that much confidence apart from like when I did exams and did schoolwork outside of that very little okay that's good what was the what did you want to become when you was older when you was in school oh i so i was like one of those kids that started up wanting to be everything and then i english is like one of my favorite subjects it was it's what i did at university so i decided i wanted to be a writer i wrote a novel when i was like 10 years old but what never got published about? but i wrote it i think i wrote it about like superheroes because i was like really interested in stuff like that Netflix, <laughs> but i really enjoyed I really enjoyed writing it was like my favorite thing to do and then like the more I went through school I was like well I can't just be a writer maybe I should like think about other things and really I was actually always interested in working with young people but it wasn't like the first like thought to mind I was sort of like let's let me just get for uni and then and then we'll see okay that's good so why writing why do you love writing what is it about I just love so I'm quite a creative person in terms of like I write a dance I did a lot of acting and drama at university as well and did a theatre company with my friends so I really like the idea of expression and I think when I was younger because I wasn't very talkative it was like my way of expressing myself through written words and I think it's just like I do have a very vivid imagination I like making up stories when I was younger I would just make up stories and maybe say them verbally and then mum was like maybe you should just write those things down and it's just a story so yeah I just I even to this day like I don't write as much as I used to but every now and again like I get an idea and I just it's just a lovely place in my like for me to be really okay okay that's good so you said tell us about the drama you said you did drama was that a degree no so i did english literature at university but i was always interested in acting so i did drama at school i actually ended up getting the top grade in my year group for gcse drama so it was something that i wanted to pick up when i went to university so i joined a theater company and it was just like lots of students that got together and like outside of like the university like main drama societies they just wanted to do plays that were different and it was like funded by themselves and i was more interested in something like that so like i joined them in my second year did loads of acting with them did loads of plays then i directed a play at the art center so i went to warwick university i directed a play at warwick art center and that was really really fun and then the following year i actually joined the management team for that theatre company so I was in charge of like events and like fundraising I genuinely yeah I, I, I miss it because I don't do it as much apart from when I'm doing it with the young people so that is your first taste of real organizing people and things yeah how did you find that what did you learn from that I learned it is very like what you think managing people is is actually not what it is I think there are like ideas that you just tell people what to do and they just do it 
and that's not the way it works actually it's about the way that you talk to people how you make them feel giving people a bit of like a, a carrot to be like you know this is what it's leading to encouraging people constantly and you realize that actually even if you in your head are thinking it you have to say it verbally so many times so yeah that first experience was like hard and also just like realizing that sorry what do you have to say verbally that you're thinking praise like if they're doing a good job you have to you have to constantly say it because you thinking it they're not going to be able to read that and so they might just think you don't think they're doing a good job you actually have to verbally say like i think you're doing very well i trust you know what you're doing okay that's good that's interesting i see that you talk quite a bit about how people feel yeah do you think there's a point where we can be too concerned about how people feel i think there's a line i think there is particularly in the role that i do now it is like a balance of how do they feel versus actually what are the priorities for us as a team and I think you can manage people in a way that's compassionate but still very like straightforward mm -hmm. like I, I i always use the line like look i know you don't want to do this but this is this is the way it is and you have to do it and you have to do it this way and there's no way around it and the reason we've got to do it may seem ridiculous to you but there is a reason for it i mean i always explain the why but i think it is like a delicate balance as well I think you, essentially you just don't have to be nasty in the way that you communicate it unless I mean not even unless someone pushes you really I think there's always a way to be constructive without deliberately being nasty okay that's interesting so tell us what your title is and what a typical day is like for you in the career you're in yeah, so I would be it's weird because when you put your like my job title in like .com .uk, like it doesn't come up so i'm essentially a team leader and what that means is that i manage a team of people who deliver like educational programs in a specific area to basically like motivate encourage those young people part of my role as being the team leader is also managing operations and that involves things like running finance it's also things like scheduling the staffing it's also stuff like you know doing one-to-ones it's like all of the like operational side of stuff in that area comes straight to me so that means sometimes annoyingly i'm having conversations about like the heating's not working i need to like solve that whilst also doing like the bigger strategy stuff so like if funders want to come and visit if we're trying to get like you know extra funding from different like corporates or universities then i would kind of be involved in like arranging that visit and having and keeping those partnerships strong okay do you, do you like your job? I love my job. It's taken me a while to get to a job that I love because I actually used to be a teacher and I didn't, I liked parts of that job, but other parts of that job really caused me a lot of stress. So like what? What did you like and what caused you stress? I will always say that young people are the best part of the job always, especially with teaching. Like they're the best part, even though like you can, and I deliberately worked in places that would people consider very challenging, but the young people were never the issue because the thing is that they're, they're young people you know it's the other side it's the bureaucracy sometimes of schools it's the stress that you're put under as a teacher and there's no it almost it almost feels like there is kind of no thanks for the work that you do generally and not by the young people i think is actually by like the structure so it might be like the senior management in the school and there's a lot of expectation without any kind of thank you or we're going to give you something back 
you know, I always give the example of the fact that like I did, I've done lots of parents' evenings and bearing in mind that parents' evening usually runs over the time when you eat dinner. I never really got fed dinner at parents' evenings and sometimes I was running from, because I would get to school at seven and I'd have a full teaching day. I remember that Thursdays was always a full teaching day for me. I'd run from eight to 3.30. I ran an after school club from 3.30 to four and then parents' evenings started from four till seven. And sometimes my luck was I was teaching two groups in that year, mm. so I didn't have a break. I was sat there doing a meeting and it was like, I have to like ask someone to just please get me some water or like coffee. But it's, it's just stuff like that when no one thinks, oh, maybe we should put on like food for everyone because they're gonna be here. I think sometimes small things like that was really annoying. Did you ever suggest that? Yeah. What do they say? Yeah. They get back to you. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's a really lovely idea. Yeah, yeah, we'll think about it. And then like, mm. didn't really change. They say men are more disagreeable than women. And I say that, and why I agree with that is that, for example, I used to be a dustman. Mm -hmm. And I used to drive the vehicles with dustmen. Yeah. And where, they had a meeting early morning. Yeah. People wouldn't turn up. There's no interest in. They don't want to hear about your health and safety. They don't want to hear. Yeah. About they don't care what you said. We just turn. And some some of the dustbin handlers, who were tippers, they hadn't been into the office in a year and a half. Uh, they just meet you on the road. Yeah. And then they do their bit and then they go straight home. And yeah. Hours, whatever. And the incentive to get them there was to give free sausages and bacon parties. Uh, Loads of them. Yeah. So you get you'd go off about four or five. Yeah. So people would turn up. Yeah. But they'd turn up for the time it takes to eat the food. So you <laughs> have to talk quickly. <laughs> so I understand. I smile when you tell me that story because yeah, I, I see what you're speaking about. <laughs> so with this this job, did you need a degree? Yes, I did. It was part of like the entry requirements to get this job. Do you find that the degree actually helps you for what you wanted to do, achieve? Uh, <laughs> I always say that. I don't really use my degree anymore. The, f the first degree? Don't really use that one. You've got two. You've got, so I've got, got a PGCE as well. Sorry? I've got, so I've got my English degree and then I did what you call a PGCE, which I think has changed now, but it's what you have to do to teach in the UK. You have teach, to do PGCE. Teach training. Yeah. And you get a degree after that so that one that one's definitely more useful i think I'll, obviously that's more applicable to my world of work now i guess the english stuff is not th as useful but it's, it's articulation isn't it writing and articulation yeah i suppose You're yeah now. yeah i suppose it's more like yeah the communication side of things skills of analysis being able to critically think I wish I, I I do wish I'd taken more of an opportunity when I was like studying to really read more of the text. I don't know. I just appreciated. I have a retrospective appreciation for like all the texts and stuff that I got to read because I think I learned a lot in terms of the text and stuff. But yeah. Okay, that's good. What have you learned that you wish you knew when you started throughout your career? Not to go in timid and you need to like go in with, you, you have to go in with confidence and like backing yourself. I think I did this thing, especially the first maybe two jobs that I did, is that I just went, I went in like really like nervous. I came across very nervous. And I always think about this because when I left the- 
you look you up first as we, job as we discussed with yeah you. guys she looks about 17 18. <laughs> that's really nice <laughs> yeah, go i'm gonna take that you can take it <laughs> but yeah no i literally when i left my first job my head of department said something really which has always stuck with me which he was just like when you first met me he was like ah oh, these kids are gonna eat her alive there is no way she is gonna like be you know like good and then the more i started opening up he was like this this is it this is what you should have come in like and he was just like i think you come in a bit like you sort of underplay yourself when you like go into new situations and he's like you just you you need to go in like with your full personality because he's like that's what people like but also you know what you're doing and you have experience because you're leading though. yeah so he's saying as a leader yeah absolutely because there's a difference if you walked into a room you want to see who's about what yeah for sure leader. yeah if you are Nelson Mandela said be the last one to talk well this is it it's, it's like it's having that balance isn't it and I feel like especially with this role because I actually joined what was already an established team and I came in as like their team leader where some of most of them were actually the same age as me as well so that's like an interesting like yeah. contrast because look most of them were right my age but they, they were wait they were your age or they weren't they were so most of them were the same age as me or older and how did they how did they take that because i know teaching older people is isn't the easiest thing yeah time. so i mean to be fair i think having taken on the advice that i did i did go in not being like i know everything i obviously said to them that a lot of my first time here is going to be me just watching out for things because i don't know how you work yet i need to kind of see what the lay of land is before and i'm not going to just start changing things straight away i'm like i want i'm always like i go in a new situation i want to see what it looks like and then i can be like right i don't think that works properly we're going to start changing that or i like the way that you're you've started out like the way that you organize that program but i'm going to suggest that you do it differently and to be fair they were really open to hearing my feedback considering like the experience that i have but yeah that was definitely that was definitely one that i thought about like when going into with that team was also just not it was not going in timid it was like obviously not going in being like i know everything but going in with a degree of like a quiet confidence mm -hmm. right being like mm -hmm. yeah you know what i I did get this job for a reason they did hire me you know they believe in what i can do i have been in leadership positions before i know how to support people i actually have enough educational experience under my belt that i actually know how education systems work very clearly i know how to work with young people mm -hmm. and so i could just go in with that going in with that mindset and just making sure that i didn't waver at any point which is very hard when you're going into a new situation particularly when you're managing a team who knows that organization better than you what, but yeah. what motivates you those moments where you think i could wring that kid's neck oh i don't want to go into miles to the bus what motivates you oh that's good that is a good question i guess because there is like a really deep part of me that feels like we well should be on this earth to make it a tiny bit better like the way that i always see it as a metaphor is that we are all like we are all born we have like a little bit patch of grass 
and then our responsibility is making sure that our patch of grass grows and we make it better and so I think that gets me through the times when it's like it's really challenging and I'm just like oh this job is so hard but it's just like remembering why I'm doing it is because actually I believe in using my life and everything that I can to make my part of the globe better and if that means that I'm positively helping that young person's you know I might be like one adult in that young person's life who's actually like I'm not going to, I'm not giving up on you I'm going to keep encouraging you I'm going to keep supporting you then that is all really I need and to be fair that has got me through the times especially when I've had really challenging classes and I've been like I hate this I can't do this anymore and then just thinking about actually look it is I can I can do something here it's going to be hard but I could do something here and to be fair some of those challenging groups have been my favorite ones and the ones that I've been the saddest to leave ultimately mm. that makes sense that makes sense if you could do it all again what would you do different if and if so why mm. <laughs> I would have that's a really good question. I like the way you're thinking about it. Yeah. You're taking the thing seriously. Yeah. Because I feel like I always think about this question and then I'm like, would I actually, like, if I was going to change anything, what would I change? And I, I'm always stuck because I'm just like, I don't know. Well, if there's nothing, it's nothing. Yeah. If you're happy, you think. And that's when I realise I am happy instead of having it being like, oh, I'll change something. So, yeah, ultimately, I don't think I would change anything. Yeah. yeah. Anything. what would you say to your 16 year old self calm down you'll figure it out like take a breath i was very stressed 16 year old i was like i need to figure it out now like literally it's fine and as a follow-on you've got another young student who wants to follow the routes that you have followed what would be your advice to them do they need a degree? Should they get work experience, apprenticeship? I would say definitely get some work experience in schools if they can. I know that like I got work experience when I was in year 10, I worked in the nursery, but getting as much experience, work experience as you can will help you f figure out where you are best placed. I think a lot of people, especially in education, make the mistake of without much experience going like straight into right I'm going to go straight into teaching or I'm going to go straight into charities but ha having enough experience doing some volunteering as well you can do lots of volunteering there's so many charities that offer like volunteering experience for especially like students between the age of like what 16 to like 21 being able to be mentors being able to tutor mm. getting your experience is like definitely the key mm. I think now we spoke about your where you're doing the job and you were speaking earlier about the kind of setup that you have to consider. Can you run over that again? You talk Yeah. So one of the things is that when we like set up new places, it's important just to think about like the communities that we're we're serving. So particularly like where I'm located at the moment, it's important for us to think about like how close we are to the schools we want to work with, the communities that we want to work with, how do we get the message out there? How do we ensure that like, you know, parents and families can access us? How do we make sure that what we're doing is relevant as well? That's one thing I always talk to the team about, like making sure everything that we do is 
relevant for the young people that we are working with specifically so yeah those are some kind of things that you have to like bear in mind each time and this comes in under due diligence yeah so you're you manage the due diligence is there anything else that someone should know and how long is that period of time is it six months a month yeah so it takes about six months really before you kind of like find somewhere good and yeah i guess it's also just things like health and safety isn't it and like just making sure that can people actually be in that building for example that you found okay that's good what does the future hold for you what does the future hold well actually interestingly now you are taking me to the new place that i am about to live um because i'm moving in with my partner which is i'm very excited about so that's like a big step i guess also i just i would like to work in more charities or organizations that do a little bit more international education work i don't necessarily have direct experience of that but it's something that i am interested in learning i would like to go back and do a master's degree as well if i can so th then you would have three degrees three yeah i'm gonna rack them up yeah that's the long-term plan. <laughs> okay. But why would you want to get another uh, master's? Why would you want to do that? The thing is, my international knowledge, especially for stuff like international development, is not great. And I know very well that in the sector that I work in, having a qualification to sort of back that up does help. So that would just be... Also because I just miss learning as well. So there's like a huge part of that. I don't always get as much learning I'm done. Right miss yeah i miss it a lot my brain is like missing learning theories and things like i read a lot but it's, it's just like not the same as you know going to a lecture like i love that my the way that my brain is like oh i've learned something new so yeah every day you want to achieve something like yeah that. of course that's good well it's been an interesting interview we thank you for your time thank you and we wish you well thank you very much okay we hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.